Good morning, good morning, good morning. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Okay. Welcome, Welcome everyone, to Pentecost Sunday, First Virtual Church Edition. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Welcome, welcome all. We'd like to first start this morning with scripture reading, and that will follow with meditation and prayer. Our responsive reading today is number 556, A Coming of the Holy Spirit. I am reading from Acts 2.17 and Acts 10.44-48. Acts 2.17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Acts 10.44-48 While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Amen. 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 Is Brother Dennis with us this morning? Yes, I am. Thank you. Good morning. You're welcome. What what a beautiful day out there! I took a little uh, walk earlier and watched the uh, the birds and the wind and everybody enjoying this beautiful day. And um, this past week, I was uh, out walking the neighborhood and I was looking at the houses and and thought about some uh, uh, stories and things as, as I was growing up. One of the uh, uh, stories that uh, we read or or, or uh, studied about was called The Three Little Pigs. Everybody remember that song, uh, story about yes. three little pigs that built the houses and, and how they uh, withstood or didn't withstand the, the evil wolf that came by to visit them. And, uh, you know, if uh, we, we, we look at that story, but then if, uh, you know, you, you pick up the Bible and, and start reading the Bible, if you look in uh, Matthew seven verses 24 and following there's a story about some houses there that uh, Jesus talked about and uh, I'm going to read those verses to you this morning and and then we'll um, go into a little meditation about them it said that um, get my missing something (laughs) all right one of those mornings We're in luck. Okay. Um, Matthew seven twenty four to twenty twenty four to twenty seven. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will like him to the wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rains descended, and the flood came, and the winds blew. And 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 behold, and beat on the rock. I'm, I'm sorry, on the house, 
and 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 it did not fail for it was founded on the rock okay but whoever hears my sayings and does not listen is like the foolish man that built his house on the sand and when the floods came and the wind blew behold on on that on that house it fell and um, it was it fell and it was a great and it was a great fall so you know Jesus is talking about the wise men that built his house on the rock that had a strong foundation uh, versus the man that didn't listen to what Jesus was saying and and didn't follow him and as we all know uh, growing up if if we have a a, a strong foundation uh, uh, be it uh, the word of God or be it the word of our parents you know we ended it uh, we tended to prosper more and to be uh, uh, better persons for for what we learn from from uh, those sources um, you know and the Bible tells us that uh, we should always be strong we should always listen to God even though sometimes we tend not to want to listen to God and listen to what he says um, as we I talked last week about uh, the armor of God and the, the uh, helmet of salvation you know if we're if we're saved in the Lord then no matter what faces us whatever wind blows our way whatever catastrophe hits us we'll still be strong because we're we're uh, we're anchored to the rock the rock could be in God and Jesus and the word of God so we uh, we can continue to to prosper in him and if we give into the foolish ways then we uh, are prone to fall and to be tricked by by Satan and the de- and then what he says because um, you know he offers us what we're looking for in the, in the world and we know that um, what Satan offers isn't always it, it never is it's the good thing it's never the best thing for us uh, that's why we should stay firmly solid in in the belief that we have the belief that we know that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and that one day we'll be reunited with him and all the other believers. So, you know, we um, have to stand firm. It's not always easy in this world as we, you know, pick up the paper or turn on the news, and uh, we see everything that's going on around us, and, you know, we just need to continue to pray and and pray for those people and pray for ourselves and our families. And we're going to take a little moment here and, and do that right now. Um, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray for to God, and and you know God hears us no matter uh, what our cries are. And the Bible tells us that we should cry out all the time, and we should you know um, humble ourselves before God. So let's do that right now, Father God. We know that you're the one that's in charge. No matter what goes on around us, no matter the the, the, the sayings or the, what people are talking about, we know that whatever you say is true, and whatever we um, we, we listen to your word and, and stay firm in what you what you're teaching us and and, and what we read in your in your in your Bible that we know that uh, we will persevere we will come through all of this and, and uh, we should continue to to be a, a light in, in this dark community for you we should be a light to our neighbors to our friends our relatives let them know that you know God loves them no matter what they're going through and we know it's not always easy you know the Bible doesn't promise us that things will be grand for us forever but we know that after forever we will be forever with you and that will be a grand time Lord we just thank you for who you are we thank you that you uh, are with us on a daily basis we thank you that you guide us you protect us you watch over us and most important that you love us no matter who we are or what we are you love us unconditionally and we just thank you for that we ask you be with us be with every family every household that's representative here today on this meeting and in this church we ask your blessing on them you ask your protection for them we ask your um, uh, 
just just wrap your loving arms around us and uplift us and hold us. And when Satan rises his evil head against us, that you give us the strength to to just withstand that, no matter how strong or how weak it, that uh, uh, attack might be. That we will know that you know you're the one that's in charge and you're the one that will, that will banish him and, and take care of his his evil ways and protect us all the time. We just thank you that we can come together in this country and praise your name and worship you. And no matter which way we do it, whether it's corporately, individually, whether it's via uh, virtual uh, virtual phone or virtual Internet, or whether it's together in person, Lord, we just give you all the, the praise and honor. We just thank you and we just <coughs> We uh, can't wait to we're reunited with you and, and, and uh, see your holy face, Lord. We just ask you to continue to bless us, watch over us, take care of us, and we just give you all of the honor and glory for whatever you have planned for our lives. We just thank you for that. We thank you for all your blessings that you give us on a daily basis. Lord, we just want to turn it all over to you and just praise your name on continuously in your name. In your name, Lord, we love you. We thank you. In your name, amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you on this fine, beautiful morning? Blessed. 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 It's a little dark and gloomy outside, but I am confident that it is not dark and gloomy in here. Amen. And we're going to uh, open our uh, our. Uh, well, I'm going to open my my hymnal, and uh, uh, we're going to focus our attention on the words that are uh, appropriate for this day. Um, The Comforter has come. I think that is very appropriate as we are dealing with our struggles today, and we're going to talk briefly about that in a minute as we prepare for our our uh, community prayer. Uh, we thank, uh, first of all, Reverend Dennis for that wonderful meditation this morning. That definitely inspired my heart. I hope it did the same for others. And also we're thankful for us uh, uh, Sister Claire Reese reading our scripture this morning. And for those of you who were here at 645 or somewhere in that region, you heard Mama Bell play. So we've, we've already had a beautiful service thus far. So the comfort has come. You'll allow me a few moments. I want to just share these words with you. They read as thus, Oh, spread the tidings round wherever man is found, wherever human hearts and human woes around abound. Let every Christian tongue proclaim the joyful sound. The comforter has come. The long, long night is past. The morning breaks at last. And hush the dreadful wail and fury of the blast. As o'er the golden hills the day advances fast. The comforter has come. Lo, the King of Kings with healing in his wings, to every captive soul a full deliverance brings. And though the vacant vacant cells the song of triumph rings, 
the Comforter has come. The Comforter has come. The Comforter has come. The Holy Ghost from heaven, the Father's promise given. Oh, spread the tithings round wherever man is found. The Comforter has come. The final verse to this. Oh, boundless love divine, how shall this tongue of mine to wandering mortals tell the matchless grace divine that I, a child of hell, should in his image shine. The comforter has come. The comforter has come. The comforter has come. The The Holy Ghost from heaven, the Father's promise given. Oh, spread the tithing round wherever man is found. The comforter has come. Now, that was put together because of Pentecost Sunday. But, Lord, do we need a comfort at this point in time because of all of the struggles that we're dealing with right about now. A few observations that I want to put in your ear. I am not going to... uh, uh, add to the the noise that you have heard on Mother's Day. I we had our first crisis, and I said the best thing to do at that point was to say nothing. I think we're at a point where I can't just not say anything anymore, but I'm still not going to add to the fury that exists, but I will present a solution. I'm just going to get it out right here in the beginning. I was laying early this week sometimes. If you are connected to me on social media, you would know I haven't said anything on the Internet, haven't posted anything, haven't done anything. Didn't want any parts of anything. I was uh, sharing with preacher friends of mine, and uh, they were all saying, uh, we have to go to church Sunday, and we have to preach. And how can we preach in pain? And someone made a joke because they listened to us, particularly to Mother's Day, and they said, well, Eric, you got, you got something good over there. I said, what I got? So you got that, that, that powerhouse of a grandmother that she can do the job and you can sit down. <laughs> and, and, and the preacher said, well, I have somebody close, but if God calls you, he can hear you to do your job. Mm-hmm. So I showed up this morning to do my job. <laughs> and, but I do want to say that moving forward, we do have a solution, and I've talked about this with some of us. Reverend Dennis was talked about, or was talked to, and... Our moderator, did I mention her, um, young Reverend Chavis, who moderates us? I'm sorry I did not mention her. Please forgive me. And grandmother was consulted. Starting on Wednesday, January the 10th, we're going to have a midweek prayer call at 7 a.m., on Wednesday morning. It's only going to be for 30 minutes, 45 at the most, because we know that people have to go to work. 
if you need it, need it, and I say this because there's some who don't feel they need it, then please come and join us on 7 a.m. at 7 a.m. on Wednesday, June 10th. January. June. Oh, you said, yeah, okay. June, okay. Our theme for this month is going to be making a spiritual U-turn. The scripture is going to be Second Chronicles 7.14. And our focus is that we've come to a point because we are very unique here. In our call, we have people who are Southern Baptists, Pentecostals, Episcopalians, Methodists, Presbyterians, Catholics, and right now everybody's got a different feeling. But the thing that I think that is focused is that even though we have a different feeling, we have a unified source. And so if we can focus our attention on the source, I think we will find an answer to our differing feelings. So we're going to do that starting on June the 10th. I will make another reference to that on next Sunday. Also on next Sunday, we're going to have our own, our first community communion. So get your crackers or your, your grape juice, whatever you wish to uh, use for that. And the point of this is for us to, as a community, rally around the memory of the Lord. Sometimes the sacraments get over traditionalized and over organized that we forget that it's just a memory of our Lord. We're going to talk about that on next Sunday. And for those of you who may have wondered why it wasn't this Sunday, we got Pentecost and communion, which are two very special occasions. That I felt should not be tried. I should not try to lump them together as if they were nothing, but to separate them and and give them the true, uh, give them the true purpose that they deserve. And as we begin to focus on our prayers, as I mentioned earlier. There are many preachers who are going to virtually or physically take to their pulpits this morning in pain. A lot of us come to church on Sunday morning and we sit in the pew and we look up to that man or that woman up there behind that book board. And we expect him or her to preach our souls happy without the reality that that person is a human too. And sometimes he has to or she has to inspire you over her own or his own pain. And how does a pastor at this point who is a human, who has children, who can look at and see the things that we are looking at and seeing at this point in time and not have some type of pain. I was at a call. A um, young lady did a, uh, a talk show, and she invited me on to be a speaker. And it invited me on to be a speaker, I uh, I sat and listened in the queue 
as uh, she did her introduction and her setup, and she played a clip. And for the first time, I heard in detail what happened. And to tell you that my whole insides cringed would be an understatement. That was Thursday. I was already feeling some type of way from the time that it happened, but Thursday put me in a fetal position. And then we had a meeting with our pastors, and we found out we were all in a fetal position. So as we begin to pray this morning, pray for our leaders because they have to inspire our souls in pain. Also pray for those who are having issues while they're burning down cities is irrelevant. The problem is they're in pain. And we have to take a moment to recognize their pain. Some of them are doing the only thing they know how to do. They're at a point where they feel hopeless. And I think it's at this point that we understand what hopeless feels like. What being back against the wall results to. And the only way to heal it is to not have a conversation. As our friends said, and I've said this at nauseum, but I'll say it again because I don't think many of you have heard it. But our friend said, as we was in the meeting, this white gentleman who's a preacher stood up and said, I have the answer to the problem. And we looked at him virtually like, huh? He said, yeah, I got the answer. I said, what's the problem? What's the answer? And that white man took that virtual podium and said, we got 100 people. Eight is at the protest meeting. Eight is at the talk meeting. 20 at the prayer meeting. And then he sat down. So, for a few moments, because I want to, I got something to tell you. I'm going to invite our friends to come in and pray over us for just a moment. Pastor Booth is here and Grandmother is also here. And just very quickly, pray over us over our pastors, over the people of our community, and over our friends. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land. Most gracious and all-wise Father, we come this morning, God, because we need you, God. We need your help. We need your mercy, God. Oh, merciful Father, we ask you right now to look down upon us, oh God. Search us, oh God. Search our hearts, oh God. Oh God, turn your spotlight of heaven on us. Let us see ourselves. Let us see, O oh God, what we need to do. You told if our, if your people that's called by your name will humble themselves. Teach us, O oh God, how to humble ourselves before you. Teach us, O oh God, to look to you for whence cometh our health and strength. O oh, merciful Father, we need you, Jehovah Salome. We need your peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding, God. Oh, God, this world is in a turmoil. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God. You see it all, you know it all, and you understand it all. And, God, we put our trust. 
trust in you because we know, God, that you are in control of every situation. I know people asking if you're in control, why is the fire burning? But, God, you understand. You see the people has walked away from you. You just see the people. Don't care about you, God. You see the people that don't want to do it your way, oh God. And God, in the name of Jesus, we ask of you this morning, help us to turn from our wicked ways. Help us to turn to you, merciful Father, because you are the answer of every situation. You are the source, God. And we will turn to you and pray. You said turn to you, pray. Leave our wicked ways alone. All this hate, all this bitterness, all this stress, all these things that's going on that's not in your will, God. Search us. Clean us up, oh God, that we can help. You say if you find ten righteous people that you will heal the land. God, heal our land. Our land needs healing, God. Oh, merciful Father, we are doing the things that you have called us not to do. Oh, God, them hidden sins that's in us, God. Move all that hurt and discouragement out of us, God, that we might trust you. And knowing that, go, Heavenly Father, that you there. Because you searches every man's heart. You knows the things that's in our hearts, God. But we ask you this morning, create in us clean hearts, O oh God, and renew the right spirit within us, O oh God, that you will come and heal our land. Oh, merciful Father, we need you this morning, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. Well, you are the only answer to this situation, God. And we put it all in your hands, God. Oh, God, bless every listening ear this morning, God. Oh, God, minister to us, God. You know each one of us stand in need of this morning, God, and we're asking you for help. Help us this morning, God. Have mercy on us, God. Oh, God, teach us, oh, God, how to live holy, 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 God. You told us to live for you, and we trust in you this morning, and we praying, oh, God. You will understand every you understand every situation, but bring us, oh God, into your precious way, God. We thank you this morning. We praise you, and we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. Yes, Amen and Amen. 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 Gracious Eternal Father, we honor you this morning because you have honored us with the precious gift of your Holy Spirit. We thank you yes. because you said that if you don't go away, you would could not send back the comforter. And we thank you, Lord God, that the finished work of the cross was completed and you went back and took your rightful place at the right hand of the Father. But you deemed us not to be alone, so you sent back your Holy Spirit to walk with us, to talk with us, and to be with us. Even in the time of trouble, you even said that the Holy Ghost will be a comforter. He will be one that will bring things back to our memory. And we thank you, Lord God. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, for this time. And we pray, God, because we need you now. We need you like never before. You said if we call upon your name, that you give ear to us and you will listen to us. And all through the course of the scriptures, you see that when your people called upon your name, you took your position and you left your position. You came down and you delivered them and you brought them out of trouble. Father, we're living in a troubled world now. Troubled. We're troubled. We're troubled on every side. But, Father, we have hope. We have hope in you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You said in your word that the thief cometh. The thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. But you have come that we might have life. And now, Lord God, we pray for life upon this country. We pray life upon this earth. Lord, there's turmoil. And, Lord God, we pray peace. We pray that you will stick your hand of providence in this mess and straighten it out in the name of Jesus. Father, there are children out there. They're, they're fighting some for a cause, and some of them are just going with the flow. They're they are being destructive. They're being all kinds. Of, they're angry, and they have right to be angry. But, Lord God, remember those who were ships were shackled and many was tossed overboard because they didn't make it. Many slaved in fields and, and thistles and thorns and picking cotton and, and picking tobacco and all kind of harvest and all kind of crops, Lord God, that they may have a life and have and for the have better. And now generations to come have 
still suffering, God. We pray, God, that you... Fix it, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. What happened, Jesus? Work it out. Thank you, Jesus. And so, our Father, we ask that even as the enemy has tried to destroy our call. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Wonderful things happen when you pray, and you can see that Mm -hmm. he don't like it when we pray. That's right. And so we pray that you will bless us and keep us and make your face to shine upon us. And now give us the opportunity to study as we understand what you would have. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes, sir. Amen. I want to put a few verses in your ear for a point of reference this morning. And those verses are going to be in Isaiah chapter number 9, verse 6. And in Luke chapter number 24, verse 49. Isaiah chapter number 9, verse 6. Luke chapter number 24, verse 49. I'm going to focus my attention on clause B in Isaiah chapter number 9, verse 6, and the same in chapter, or Luke chapter 24, verse 49. I'm going to read the whole verse for you first, Isaiah 9 and 6. Let me read a little bit different because I'm going to read this one from the New American Standard Bible. It says, For unto us will be born, excuse me, for a child will be born to us, had that King James in me, I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. For a child was born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Luke 24, 49 says, listen carefully. The Amplified Version I'm reading. I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped, with power from on high. My focus that I would like for you to keep in your mind as we have this conversation is, and the government will rest on his shoulders, but remain in the city until you are fully equipped with power. Our subject this morning, a name and an advocate. A name and an advocate. Father, I ask that you would allow me to present this case that today people without reason or doubt will see what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A group of college students met regularly in one of the world's most intriguing and expensive developments. The point was to discuss the world's challenges. There were no ordinary students, 
rather the top young minds this generation has yet to produce. The academic selection consists of Harvard Law, Oxford, Cambridge, Yale, Ber Yale Business, and Husky Berkeley. Young, brilliant minds. Most midway through the city of 20s while also swiftly approaching, swiftly approaching the doctoral community. To give more context, this community consists of superior scholars at law, medicine, political studies, and most importantly, at business. They were smart as smart could be until all of them met their ultimate challenge. They were faced with the following question. They were tasked to understand why unarmed black men keep getting mauled in our city streets. Why were we prepared, why weren't we prepared to identify, contain, or extinguish a destructive virus? How did him become the occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? And even more of a shock, why a re-election is seriously possible. How can this be? Was the unified train of thought. We thought we had solved we thought we solved political problems with Dr. King. We were certain his dream propelled us through the dangerous valleys of Vietnam, over the treacherous waters of Selma, through the battered, and into the land of yes, we can. We thought we had solved our medical challenges. We were elated because life expectancy has increased rapidly since the age of enlightenment. Over the past century, to give more context, the global average life expectancy is more than doubled now to seven from now above 70 years, 78.6 years to be precise. We thought we had seen the worst days of economic deprivation when for only the second time in American history, the first following the Great Depression, these states united. This is its 10th economic success, its 10th year of economic success. It was January 2017, after 224 years in operation, the stock market for the first time ever hit 20,000 points. These discoveries, the fact the world has proverbially tumbled sent many in this exclusive club into a deep state of anxiety. How could we fail like this? We are the smartest the smart from the most elite <clears throat> of this society. We are bred from Rockefellers, Roosevelt, and Vanderbilt. How can we fail like this? As they sat mentally and emotionally destroyed in walk the lowly janitor. He looked around the room at kids looking worse than crackheads, but there was no drug. He thought maybe they were drunk, but there were no signs of alcohol. He also became puzzled and called his partner. She too couldn't understand what was going on, but like an old mama does, she began to nurse the kids in dark moments. Once the kids have somewhat returned to a coherent state, the janitorial duo asked, what was the matter? One kid shouted, how can you help us? With a dismissive accompanied by a attitude of defeat. With a single thought, she grabbed the tissue from the box on the table pressed it against his head and said, first blow, kid. And after she wiped his snotty nose, she replied, try me. He fed up with life, pointed at the whiteboard. She slowly looked up at it, 
not too sure what she was seeing at first, so she moved in closer. After a few moments of, hmm, and I see, she called her partner over, who joined her in what seemed to the kids to be a moment of understanding. One of the kids in shock asked, you two have figured out what's wrong? The janitorial duo looked at each other, smiling, and then at the kids and proclaimed, we sure did. All this good, they say, but where are the black people? The kids turned red as the janitorial duo left the room. They raced the board and began to discuss. They failed politically because African Americans currently make up 13% of the U.S. populace, but have been historically underrepresented in Congress. Currently 42 members, 9% of the House are black. Senator Burris of Illinois is the only current black member of the Senate. They failed medically because African Americans, despite the world's lifespan being increased, still have no access to proper health care, no treatment opportunities to accompany it. Accompany it. They failed economically because even though we have had a decade of prosperity and have achieved a significant milestone financially, blacks still make up the majority of poverty and only three black CEOs head up Fortune 500 companies, down from six in 2012. So we all got to figure this out. How do we get more blacks in, right? That's our answer, baby, mm-hmm. into the class. One screen with excitement. The room started to get depressed again because no one knew how or even if they truly wanted to do this. One said quietly for fear of being rejected, that would mean some of us might lose. <coughs> the duo returned a few minutes later to find the kids literally where they found them a few minutes ago. What now, they asked. Oh, this one is too hard even for you guys. Is that right, they replied. Yes, they barked back. See, first was just oversight. We'll accept that. But this one is straight up impossible. How was that, the duo asked. Well, even if there was a magic fix which we could almost come up with, you guys wouldn't want anything to do from us or with us. I'd even guess another shot it. If y'all saw us coming, you'd run in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. This is just unfixable, the group explained. So what you guys are saying is you guys have reached a breaking point. You are admitting you need help to do a ask. The kids looked at each other, realizing the severity of the question. No, never. We will never quit. Oh, the duo said as they stood up. Well, we'll leave you. Be back soon to check on As the door closed, the kids rebuked each other. We can't let anyone see us like this. We all know what's at stake. If we don't come up with something, we lose everything. No more summer house parties, dunking TikToks from the yacht. Yacht. Hell, I don't go on yacht. Can't even pronounce it. We got to prove who we are. We built this system. We can fix it. We built the system. We can fix it. As they work, the duo return. They said our shift is almost up, but we just have this room here. Do you want us to leave? No, the duo proclaimed as they looked at the board. 
I believe y'all are just about there. The kids confused looked at the board back at this and each other. The duo, as they sat down, said, hurry up. We got to go. The kid presented began to explain. We can fix this problem in two words. First, we need a powerful source. And secondly, we need an action. The duo began to rock in their chair as they could feel the end was near. We need someone that when we call their name, it means something. <clears throat> name black people trust. A name white people recognize. A name who can carry weight in the government. Mm -hmm. The duo who couldn't hold themselves anymore shot it. It's right there. That's your answer right there. The kids looked at them all happy, which got them happy, which breathed life into a confused, frustrated presenter's confidence. Yes, yes, he said. All we need is someone with a good name. Someone else jumped in. Yeah, this name has to be multi-layered. This someone has to be a good doctor. This someone has to be a good lawyer. This someone has got to go into the business world and defend against corruption, we need someone who could rip the veil of segregation and privilege. We need someone who got a good pedigree. We need someone who got good blood. The kids are now happy, the duo excited. But this one kid in the corner still unfazed said without thinking, we need Jesus. The room went silent, everyone turning their heads towards the gentleman in the corner. The janitorial duo, duo quickly looked at their watches and went shouting, we got to go. My time is just about up. Hold up, the kids shouted. This is what you two were getting at all along, all along. Why didn't you just tell us? The duo proclaimed that is not something we can tell you. You have to find it for yourself. The duo looked at their watch and said, Lord, we got to go, we got to go. But the kids insisted, just five more minutes. Y'all got to tell us what now. The duo said, first, you need to admit you are completely clueless. But if we do that, we lose everything. The duo laughed. Y'all are losing everything right now. But if you believe, God can turn both our nation and our lives around. If you believe God can fix a racist society, if you believe God can stop our money from being funny, if you believe he was wounded for our offenses against George Floyd and broken unfairness in Washington, D.C., and by his strike, COVID goes away. I need y'all to believe that. The kids shouted, we believe, we believe. Jesus, we believe. As they sat there all weeping, their hearts out. The duo packed their bags and began to leave. Call Rev here in a minute. Get, come on, get ready, come on in. The duo left. And as they headed for the door, the kids again shouted, y'all can't leave us. We still need help. The duo proclaimed as they slowly closed the door, just sit here. 
to wait a while. Your help is on the way. Your help is on the way. As the duo went to their locker to pack up their things and come prepared to leave, the kids came out. As they passed by the room, the duo said, oh, shucks, we forgot to clean that room. They passed by, and the young kids had garbage bags in their hands. They had vacuumed the floor. They had wiped off the desk. They had cleaned the tables. They had done everything that they were supposed to do, that janitorial duo in that room. And now the janitorial duo was amazed. The young mother, mama put her hand on her hips. You know how mama do. <laughs> Y'all clean that room in there. They said, go look at it. They went in there. They looked up. The baseboards had been cleaned. The ceilings had been dusted off. The furniture didn't have a spot. The light fixtures were polished, the boards were clean, the trash was dumped, and the room smelled fresh. They looked to the kids with smiles on their faces. The kids returned with fame. Y'all did all this? They said, yes. Yeah. They said, how and what inspired you to do this. Y'all are not the janitors. They replied, we had to. You had to, they said. Yes, we had to. Why did you have to, they asked. The answer was simple. The helper required us to. We got the help. And in return, we cleaned the room. These young people, as they were walking out, they said the first thing we realized when we got our help was we needed to humble ourselves. Yes, we are smart by society standards, but we wouldn't have found it if you two hadn't have walked in that room. We have to humble ourselves. Were we too good to clean rooms? Were we too good to seek advice from you? Were we too good to think or too smart to feel that you knew less than we did? We had to because the helper required it. Mm -hmm. Rhea? Amen. Amen. What Amen. a word. Glory. Amen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Who, how did you find yourself in that message? Did you find yourself the janitor? Did you find yourself the children in the room or the one in the corner? Did you find yourself the whiteboard with everyone else's theory written upon your life? I invite you now to turn to the prayer of salvation, sanctification, supplication, and for service. Wherever you found yourself in that message, I ask that you would pray this with me. Are you seeking a name and an advocate? Then acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God. 
Pray with me. I believe that you died on the cross and that your blood was shed for my sins. I believe that Jesus arose from the grave and conquered death. I understand, Lord, that I was born a sinner and that I have sinned by disobeying your commandments. I ask you for forgive I ask you to forgive me for these sins. Lord, change my heart. Help me to be more like yours, loving and full of forgiveness. Help me, Lord, to obey your teachings as recorded in the Bible. Lord, bring people to me who can help me on this path. Help me, Lord, to be a janitor and be a light to someone else's path. Be my savior, be my Lord. Thank you for saving me from death and giving me new life. Amen. 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 Family, for for the benediction now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself, and even God our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through comfort and through grace, may comfort your hearts and establish in you Every good word and work. Amen. Amen. Amen.